It's Mac and Annie after the show, episode number 47. And today, well, we'll give you a little recap on uh, coming back from Ireland. Oh, good. I can't it, wait to hear. It was a blast. Uh, also, I have selfie or not to selfie and maybe the worst parent in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, King Charles uh, Coronation is coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit. And also, I thought it was interesting. Mila Kunis is up for a part that I wouldn't want to play. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And also, rowdy parents at Little League baseball games. <laughs> They're cracking down, and I like it. Very much so. Okay, anyway, so late last night, I got in from uh, from Dublin. So we flew. we flew out about a week ago. Came back last night. It was incredible. Like you I told me, I love Dublin. Yeah, Dublin was great. Killarney, uh, uh, we Galway. Spent, we spent uh, two nights in Dublin. The first and last night, we spent a couple nights in Killarney, mm-hmm. a couple nights in Cork. Um, but yeah, it was inc- it was really incredible. And the people there, I mean, just so, so friendly. Yeah, <laughs> so unlike people over here, like in our big cities in New York. I mean, people don't give you two cents, you know, to turn around and help you out. But everybody over there is really, really. You helpful. going to any pubs? Did I go to any pubs? <laughs> Come on. Uh, a friend of the show, Seamus, uh, asked me, he goes, so did you have any Guinness? I said, yeah, about 20. Um, but what's weird is Guinness tastes different there than it does over here. I don't know if maybe it's because of the shipping. You know, I think my husband noticed that, too. It was, I, I don't know. It was a lot smoother over there, not so not so heavy, not so bitter. Did you have any Jameson? Uh, of course. We the, the first day we were there, we took the uh, Jameson tour. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Um, so, you know, our, our um, actually... You know when you go to when you go to out overseas, you know sometimes you have to get your bags in. Yeah, we got in like five a.m. Dublin time. Oh, when you landed in Dublin. Yeah. Oh, so we get there at six o'clock, but our room was ready. That's nice. That was really really nice. So we check in, get all our stuff unpacked, and then you know we, we hit the sites right away. Did you walk over to the music district of our uh, Dublin? Oh yes, that was fantastic. Oh yeah, where you two recorded oh, yeah. and all that. I mean, it was just it was just a lot of fun. Uh. You know, we we had so much fun. I mean, the worst part about, it, of course, is the is the travel itself. Well, yeah. You know, getting to and fro, and you know, we're sitting in steerage. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's like forty six rows. Lucky and we're, you. <laughs> we're thirty six on the way, forty on the way back, and they ran out of food. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they ran out of the the choices of food. Oh, okay. And what's the worst thing somebody can tell me? That you have to eat vegetables. That you have the vegetarian meal. <laughs> Yeah. Not the only on the eater. way there, oh but on the gosh. way back, it was all we have left is the vegetarian meal. It's like, oh man. Uh, so, but uh, all in all, I mean, it was fantastic. We had a late, <laughs> we had a late night arrival in Chicago last night. Came back home, so it's been a kind of a quick turnaround here. But uh, it was fun. It was really fun. What was your favorite thing that you did? Oh man, uh, Killarney might have been the best. It's uh, so pretty there. It was mountainous. Oh, the mountains! Beautiful oh, lake. We, we took train rides from Dublin to Cork, and then Cork to Killarney, then back to Dublin again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so green out there. Yeah, you know. And I and I, and I we, we asked some people, you know, why don't you have you know over here we have fields of corn and beans and everything else. They don't grow a lot. Did you notice? Uh, I remember being in Killarney. We stayed at this beautiful uh, the Dunlow Gap, and there were like little fairies hidden in all the. Oh, yeah. It was like a game for the kids to find as many fairy doors as you could find on the property. And they had beautiful gardens and horses. Um, but I remember looking at, because we were we walked over to where the horses were, and I was just looking around thinking, I kind of felt like I was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. 
Yeah, you're a little ca- bit that, because of the mountains. Right, and- right. You had the beautiful scenes out there. We t- we took a horse, the carriage ride, um, the first day we were in Killarney around the big uh, state park there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we yeah. did that, and it was uh, it was it was fantastic. The food was the food was incredible out there. I ate a lot of fish and chips because I, I love fish. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of fish and chips and had a lot of the local. Wherever we went, we I tried to have some of the local beer besides Guinness. Yeah, you try what they have. You know, yeah, because it seems like every town has their own beer. So nice. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I want to go back. Yep. Are you going to go back? Um, maybe one day. There's other things on our list to do. I know that's the thing. There's so many you know, places to check out, but I, I want to see. I do want to see other places, but I definitely had a, a love for Ireland that I I feel like I need to go back there. I think so. I think so too. That that'd be back on the list to do something. And we've been there, so we kind of know what we want to see again. Yeah. You know what we want to see new. Ireland, we love you. Yes, absolutely. Hey, uh, well, I don't know how they're going to feel about this in Ireland, but the king, King Charles's coronation, is coming up on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I read this story yesterday. I don't know if it's true. It's probably not. But Harry is going to be there. Harry and Meghan. Are they both going to be there? They're going to. Well, I know for sure. I read that Harry was going to be there, but is he just going so he can write another book? (laughs) 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 I gotta go get more dirt. Uh, But no, even in America, they're getting ready for it. Uh, McDonald's, I guess, is celebrating King Charles' upcoming coronation with a limited edition nine carat gold pinky ring. What? The ring features McDonald's logo because, well, well, I mean, why wouldn't you want that on course, your hand? Yeah. Here, honey. You know, bragging rights and everything. Only 50 other rings are being produced. Really? So it's going to be a collector's edition. I mean, is that like for a kid's... Happy meal? I, it doesn't say. <laughs> but I mean, like, well, I mean, good for him, but I don't want to wear a nine-carat pinky ring uh, anyway <laughs> oh, oh no i mean if they wanted to give it to me that'd be one thing i, I might try to sell i mean i would wear there. a nine carat pinky ring but not about the king being coron- his coronation yeah was, <laughs> with the mcdonald's okay, logo on it good for you <laughs> king charles you know what i found weird is they're having it saturday morning so it's in the don't states they always here. do that stuff on saturdays and, yeah and it's really early mm-hmm. and number one it is the day after cinco de mayo yeah, which is an American holiday. It's not a you know it, it's it's definitely an American holiday. So there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of people who don't watch it because they're hungover. <laughs> yes, but a lot of Americans Americans also get all you know excited about that. I didn't. I now I remember watching Harry and Meghan's wedding, and I didn't think I was going to, but I think my husband was on a fishing trip or something. I was like, eh, I don't got anything <laughs> okay, else. I'll, do I'll check this out. Having my morning coffee, and it was a Saturday watching it but um you know what's really cool since we were talking about traveling and everything because i've been to dublin and ireland and all that but i also went to london um last year and we did all the tour stops one day and to go to the castle and then to go over to what's the the church um Uh, st paul's the church that they always they all get married in and um darn it mr abby yes Gosh, I can't believe it wouldn't come to me. Uh, I just remember thinking, why does that look so much smaller in person? And it's probably because, I had to think about this later, I mean, everything always looks bigger on TV. Right, right. They even say that about the White House. It looks so much smaller when you're standing in front of it. Um, But I think that the thing that was throwing me off, too, is when we see it on television, it's always because there's a big occasion someone right, something big died something or it's a wedding right. and what they do is they rope off the streets so there's no traffic on the streets 
and you just see the church featured mm-hmm. with people outside of it, you know, lining just lining the, street. the streets, yeah. And so it does throw you off when there's traffic going in every direction, and you know it's just a regular old day to yeah, be it's there. A, it's like, look, people doing their it? jobs. Oh, yeah. okay, but no, it was really cool to be there too. And happy coronation, King Charles. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, there's only so many people have seen one coronation of the Queen Elizabeth. It is pretty cool, you and know, it's it, part it, of their history. Like right. that's their thing, so it's a big deal. You know, it, it is going to be a big deal. Okay, now your next trip is to Florence, Italy. Okay, so are you going to Portofino, Italy, by chance? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, you might not want to. Okay. Because they are finding tourists there three hundred dollars for taking selfies. <laughs> Is it all like in their landmarks or their like churches and stuff? Because I think that's city officials say tourists are causing chaos when they stop to take selfies in front of picturesque spots. Hmm. They've created no loitering zones where tourists are not allowed to take pictures of themselves between 1030 and 6 p.m. So 10 and 30 in the morning till six o'clock at night. That's all day. Yeah, that's eight (laughs) hours. That's like a work day. Uh, Those caught uh, snapping selfies will be fined the three hundred dollars. Wow, I'll have to pay attention then. It's is it the, just in that town? Is it as of now? It's just in Portofino, Italy. It's there to okay. reduce traffic jams caused by tourist groups that are spilling onto the streets, taking some. Hey, look! Yeah, no, I have to admit, we took selfies, but we didn't stop in the middle of traffic to take. No, them. right? You no, know, we were like, you have to be it, careful because yeah. you can kind of lose, you know, where you're at and and get hurt. Yeah, you don't I mean, you can hurt somebody else too. Or, yeah. You know, so uh, if you're going to Portofino, Italy, uh, take note. You might not want to bring your uh, camera, or at least uh, during those times. I know. Like, one of the things we did in Scotland, we were doing a tour of uh, St. Where was it? Mary's Chapel there. In the, oh, yeah. The castle in Edinburgh. And they said, uh, I was listening to a tour guide that wasn't with my group, talked to the people that he was leading. And he's like, listen. It is so, he was trying to explain to them why they don't want you taking pictures inside that church. He's like, it'd be the equivalent of, you know, you walking into your wherever, like wherever you honor your fallen soldiers and stuff. Right. You don't, I mean, it's just tacky and disrespectful. So, (laughs) One more thing, by the way, I hate when I walk into one of these churches, especially the, you know, the bigger ones overseas. And people don't take their hat off. Oh. And it's like, you know, you're walking into a church, people. Yeah. You know, I don't care if that's your religion or not. When that's you walk, pretty standard, isn't yeah, it? I mean, you, when you walk into it, yeah, yeah, take off huh. your hat. Did you, you say know? it to anybody? What's that? <laughs> uh, no, but I, I, I really wanted to say, listen, can you take off your hat? <laughs> you know, this is a church. This is a working church. You know, so come on, you know, just, just a little, you know, it. common courtesy, I think, but. You know, people are going to do what they want to do. Now, I paid my 12 pounds or my 12 euro. I'm going to walk in and do what I want. Well, especially here in this country. Yeah, you really. tell anybody anything. No figure. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, now, I don't watch the Marvel movies and the, the superhero stuff mm-hmm. hardly ever. But and I don't even know. I know enough, though. Fantastic Four. Like they've done multiple yeah, Fantastic they, they, Four had three movies or four, with with the different cast, even I think. Right, and that's what is throwing me off today because I was reading that, um, you know, what is the the character, the thing that looks like? Oh, the big rock thing. Yeah, yeah a rock. Big, it looks like a rock. Right. 
Well, and so in the past, Michael Chiklis played the thing, and then also Jamie Bell played the thing. Mm-hmm. Two guys. And this was like, what? They're saying that Mila Kunis is in talks to play the thing next. Mila really? Kunis, little tiny Mila Kunis. You know, is she going to be a pebble? Yeah, what? I guess She's so. She's so little. She to, you know, how can she be that big? Well, you know, I mean, both those guys CGI, were big, big guys to start with. They can do anything with that. Yeah, it's CGI and everything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I, why? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't see her as you know. I, I guess maybe when she turns into the thing, she's. The standard, you know, seven well, yeah, ten foot she, tall thing or whatever it is. What is the what is the thing's power? See, like I said, I don't know enough. They it just has super strength. Yeah, right? he's, I, I believe. Now, I, I don't follow the I don't follow that you know superhero mm-hmm. trilogy that that far. But I think he's just like a big rock, and he's he's really strong, and you can't really defeat him because he's so big. Okay. Well, I mean, that's interesting. They might have decided, hey, let's do a whole different take on it since it's a yeah. superpower. You know, uh, not, you know now can, I might watch it just to see what, you know, what, yeah, they, what do they do with, with that character. Yeah, because how she turns into the thing. See, I know I know I saw at least part of the movie when Michael Chiklis did it. Right. But now I can't remember. When I think about it, I only I only envision him as the thing. Um in the movie, was he also Michael Chiklis? Like, what, did you see him as yeah, Michael? At the at the very beginning, before they have the uh, nuclear meltdown, or I can't remember what actually turns them into their superheroes, but mm. um, I think it is him. And he's you know he's a guy who's the commish on TV I know. for years. I know, you know, but he's he has that built. You know, yeah, he's, he, he's a big dude. He's big like that. Yeah, right, so, so he can know, do can, it. But Mila. Wow. He's a little. It might be. I mean. I mean. I guess it's really a good thing they're opening up their minds to. Maybe we could use a woman for this and do oh, yeah. something different with it. I think that would make me want to see it just because I want to see what how they turn her into that if character. They're just going to keep making the same movies over, over and, and over and over again. <laughs> Got to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Staying overseas. Jason Knight lives in Manchester, England, and he says he encourages his six-year-old son Jack to go out. And egg homes. Ah. He says, he told the evening news, egging windows is the perfect way to keep my son off the streets. Well, he ain't on the street. Uh, where is this? Where are they? Where do they live? Manchester, England. That's a big city. Oh. Uh, the pranks are just harmless fun, he says. In my eyes, I see it as a little thing for my son where he cleans up afterwards and it teaches him a lesson. Really? So I don't he, think I would encourage your kid to to do anything to someone else's to property. To somebody's property, yeah. Mm-mm. And it's like... There was someone running around with a machete where I live a few weeks ago saying he was going to slice everyone up. My son is egging houses, not running around with a machete, he says. Well, what if he uh, eggs the machete guy's house? Yeah, See, you I wouldn't mess around with oh, that. <laughs> you don't nope. want to do that over here. Don't encourage your kids to he do goes, that. He goes, in my eyes, I'm doing the right thing. Even Jack, even if Jack gets oh, famous, no. it's a good thing for him. People move in different areas with the money they get. So he wants his kid to go on TikTok and show everybody, look what I'm doing. Oh, no, and, no, 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 no. Uh, so Jason might uh, quite possibly <laughs> the worst parent in the world. Nah, no, not a good thing at all. Okay, so here, speaking of parents, I love this. I read it um, at the end of last week. Um, there's a New Jersey Little League baseball organization that's cracking down on rowdy parents, the ones oh, that yeah. yell at the umpires and the kids and everybody else. So now they're saying that any parent that's caught yelling and screaming at umpires will have to umpire three games themselves oh, in beautiful. order to return to the stands as a spectator. 
I like that. I do too. Little League officials say 99% of parents are now following the rules and refraining from arguing with volunteer (laughs) umpires. Yes. Yes. I like that. (laughs) Whatever it takes for civility, man. That's a heck of an idea. You don't like this umpire and how he's doing that. Well, you get to do it for three games now. (laughs) And you and I both know that those parents exist because, you know, we've been parents in the stands and we've seen those parents just go. It's like, come on, you know. And let's face it. I mean, a lot of parents are so, so busy right now that if you have to go down and do anything during the game, you learn to appreciate it that much more. Oh, yeah. The fact that other people are willing to do it at all. Um, Because I remember my my sons both did um, the little little league, like little map football. Oh, right. So the parents always have to go down and hold the chains and all that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but you tell me to do it. Okay, I'll do it. (laughs) You got got parents on the field. You got parents running the the clock. Yeah, you have have to, to or there's nobody. And then when they played baseball, somebody had to run the concession stands. Mm -hmm. You you all have to take turns or— or they don't get to play. Right. But, yeah, I, I thought, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. So you've lived on the other side of being that umpire. You know, it's mm-hmm. like these these guys are making probably 20 bucks a game. If that. And, I mean, yeah. if they're, yeah. And it's like, you know, ease up a little bit. Your kid, more than likely, is not going to make the major leagues or the <laughs> NFL or the NBA. So take a step back and just let them play. The whole point is to teach them. To teach him good life lessons, right? Yeah. And I would think that learning to be a good sport is would a huge part that. of that. that. That should be top on and the list. And if you're a parent in the stands yelling, you're teaching them the opposite of that. And so. not only that, some of the words they use are ones you yeah. should use in front of your kids, especially younger kids at a, at a ball game, but they don't care. I know. You know? Like, wow. Well, go figure. <laughs> Rowdy world. That, that's for this week. We will try to do better next.